Good morning and welcome to the Small Business Support Group. It is the 30th of June, thir- no, Tuesday. And he said Thursday, wishing the week away. There we go. Uh, who do we have in the seat this morning? We have uh, Grant is here. With, um, How you doing, guys? With a, bit more, with a bit more behind him. And Andy is here as well. Morning, all. Morning. Uh, excellent. So today, we've it's just us three. So we're just having um, a chit-chat about electric cars because obviously we touched upon it uh, yesterday in the last five or ten minutes of the show and I wanted to to keep it going really because I think there's lots to talk about um, with electric cars. Um, so who's got an electric car here? Obviously it's Grant. <laughs> so tell us, tell us what you've got first of all, Grant. Okay. Um, yeah, so my, I've got two electric cars. I've got one fully electric, which is a Renault Zoe. Um, which I talked about briefly yesterday on the show. And I've got um, a FEV Mitsubishi uh, Outlander, which is um, a uh, it, it's it's a hybrid vehicle. So they call it a plug-in hy- hybrid electric vehicle. Um, so I think it'd be good just to kick things off in Maz style uh, by giving you um, my sort of take on the whole scenario. Now, bear in mind, that my whole life I have been a fully fledged petrol head. So right from a boy, cars were my thing. Absolutely loved fast cars. Um, I've been the proud over now, uh, owner now of um, of eleven Porsches, all fully, uh, you know, full full petrol driven Porsches. I've had everything from a a, a V8 Hemi Jeep. BMW, CSL, all sorts of fast cars. I actually owned a supercar experience business for a few years where we had everything from McLarens, Ferraris, Lamborghinis. So, you know, it doesn't really come much more of a petrol head than me. So I just wanted to get that one out of the way first and foremost. However, my journey um, of kind of getting to understand uh, electric vehicles started a few years back um, when I first sort of got introduced to um, the notion that electric could be better than petrol or diesel, uh, which was an absurd thing for me back in those days. Um, in fact, back at the time, I had a Nissan GTR at the time, <laughs> which is about as thirsty a vehicle as you will ever find. Um, and I thought, Electric cars got, you know, they got, they got no chance of appealing to me. And then I had a go in one. And I was absolutely blown away by, uh, by the way that the car actually drove. Um, and the first one I drove was actually a Nissan Leaf, believe it or not. Now, a Nissan Leaf back then, this would have been about 2013, 2014, around about that sort of time, um, was a really basic electric car. But it's the way that the whole thing, the whole experience um, worked for me. The, the technology in it was fantastic, and I like my tech. The power delivery was instantaneous. There's no gear change. And it just struck me how much more efficient the whole thing was. Um, so that really got, got my interest. Now, it wasn't a sports car in any way, shape, or form. Um, but I've always had, you know, my one one eye on on. Um, you know, being eco-friendly. So it's something that, you know, I pay attention to. But for many years, it was uh, it was not something that I could put my hand up and say that it was other than I'd, I've had loads of Porsches um, and 
Porsches do down the road a long time, which is eco-friendly in itself, I guess. Um, but, you know, let's face it, they're not economical in any way, shape or form. I did dip my toe in the water with LPG. So I've had uh, three LPG vehicles. That's liquid um is it liquid petroleum gas? I think they call it. I'm not sure what the P stands for. I think it's liquid petroleum gas. And LPG is where you, you get a separate tank fitted to your car uh, that runs on LPG, which is much cheaper than, than petrol to fuel, but is also much more environmentally friendly. So I had that fitted. Um, what was the first car I had LPG fitted to? Um, it was a big Jeep. I had, I had a four litre uh, straight six Jeep. I had a big tank fitted in the boot. Um, you lose a little bit of performance, but the LPG does make it very environmentally friendly. Then I had um, another Jeep. I had a Hemi. It was a 5.7 litre V8, and that had LPG fitted to it. And again, a little bit more environmentally friendly, but it still did 12 miles to the gallon, so that was no good. And then I had a VW Camper that ran an LPG as well that I took around Europe. Um, but none of that is anywhere near as environmentally friendly as electric vehicles and the thing that just completely blows me away the electric vehicles is they seem to tick every single box except for if you want to go on a really long journey as andy will allude to i'm sure as he as he spoke about yesterday now the range is the big thing that people talk about but but before we get into that let me just tell you about the other advantages the power delivery in an electric vehicle is instantaneous it's absolutely awesome. Um, it doesn't matter which one you buy, and there's loads and loads of options now. Um, there's no clutch. There's no uh, judder. There's there's no um, there's no no sort of um, uh, hesitation at all with an electric vehicle. The power is just straight there, which just makes for a very immediate and relaxed driving experience. Secondly, there's no gear change, and the majority of electric vehicles meaning that you're going to get a, a very smooth drive. Um, you've got um, less moving parts in electric vehicle as well. An electric engine is a really simple, small thing, and it delivers loads more power than a, a big, noisy petrol vehicle, which is so overly complicated by comparison. It's unbelievable. The, the, and, and so servicing is a lot cheaper. Uh, they last a lot longer. So the maintenance um, on them is, is minimal. The moving parts is minimal and they last much longer. Um, there's loads of stuff that, that, that there's loads of counter arguments that I'll be happy to deal with that, that we can we can talk about after this. But I want to give you the advantages first and foremost. Obviously, you've got the uh, issue of fuel. Um, it's re they're really cheap to run. So mine costs. I don't even notice it. My electricity bill went up a little bit when I first started using it. I plug it in at home, um, but it's it's massively, massively cheaper to run. Um, the tech inside most electric vehicles is awesome. You know, you get apps to turn them on and off to do the, the, the warming up in the morning and getting everything defrosted if you're in the in the cold weather or aircon if you're in the in the warm weather. Um, all of the touchscreen interfaces and everything is usually way ahead of the, of the petrol equivalent um, or diesel equivalent. Um, and getting all that tech is a cool thing, you know. Um, the car that I went in at the weekend, which was the Porsche Taycan, which was the, the, the electric vehicle, was just full of tech. Absolutely awesome. Not very attainable for the average person. I realize that. But but still a, an awesome, awesome thing. Now, the range is the one thing that people will go on about that is a problem. 
Now, the electric vehicle that we've got at home that we've had since uh, 2016, so we've had it four years now, for, I've had it four years next month, exactly. Um, the range has now gone down to, you know, on a good day, about 60 miles range. So you plug it in and it's 60 miles, which is rubbish compared to most electric. Most electric cars that you buy now are 150 to 200 to even 300 miles range. That means you plug them in, you fill them up and and you get, you know, if you go for a Tesla, it's 300 miles plus. Um, even if you go for like a Peugeot 208, you've got over 200 miles range. And these are all affordable cars now, by the way. The equivalent car that we've got, the Zoe, will now give you well over 200 miles range if you buy a new one. But four years ago, when we bought ours, um, it, was a, it said it was about 90 miles range. But, you know, real world, it's probably 60 you know, might, might get 80 out of it if I'm really, you know, being really, really generous. But the point is that we, my wife uses the car all the time. She commutes to Birmingham and back. We hardly ever, ever need to go on journeys longer than that. When we do, we've got we've got another car to do it in. It's such a, uh, such a rare thing for us as a family to need a car that does more than that. Um, despite the fact that I thought we might we might have trouble. It hardly ever comes up, hardly ever comes up as an issue. Um, and now that electric cars have got a much bigger range than the one that we've been using for the past four years, I can't see it hardly ever, ever being an issue. I really can't. Um, the charging infrastructure is something that Andy touched on yesterday that we'll, we will talk about, which is a problem if you have to do long journeys. But the point is, most people don't. Most people don't have to do long journeys. And because you charge up at home every night, you've always got a full tank. You get up every morning, you get a full tank. And the range issue is minimal. Um, so I could go on for ages about the merits of electric cars. The future is coming. There's no avoiding it. Um, we can talk about whether they are really environmentally friendly or not as well, which is a big debate that people come up against. But first and foremost, the, the main point I want to make is that electric cars are just better to drive. They're faster. They're more, they've got more tech in them. They're just They've got less moving parts. They don't go wrong as often. Um, they're cheaper to run. They're just better. <laughs> and that's coming from somebody who is an absolute bona fide petrol head for most of his life. Well, we've got uh, we've got questions coming in, <clears throat> which we'll go to in a second. And uh, I know Andy's eager to jump on and talk about this as well. But from, um, from my perspective, obviously, I, I, I don't have an electric car. I'm looking. For future uh i think it's definitely the, the way to go uh, I, I agree with everything that uh, grant said and you know the other stuff that's included but there was a video that came out uh, last year a lot of people may have already seen this um but it was actually on the grand tour uh with jeremy clarkson now he'd already i'm gonna say slagged off tesla um when he was in, with top gear and there's lots of stories and stuff floating around that they staged a lot of the stuff that was happening obviously they are state they do stage a lot of stuff but they, uh, they stayed the Tesla breaking down and all that type of thing, and the batteries running out all the time. So this was Musk and, and Clarkson had this thing going on for for a few years. So last year, uh, Clarkson was given the Tesla X to uh, try it on the show, uh, and as everybody does when they have a ludicrous model of a, a Tesla, they put it in a drag race. And I just wanted to put this on just in case people haven't seen it, and just to show you the performance. Uh, of one of Tesla's. Right, before I do this, I'm going to engage what's called ludicrous mode. There we are. Hold on, I've got a choice. Really want to do this. No, I want my mommy. 
Yes, bring it on. There we are. And then, because I have the mental age of a nine-year-old, I'm going to use the warp speed graphic. And there it is. Right, good. I'm ready. Small wonder this thing is fitted with my favourite mode of them all. Celebration mode. There we are. All I have to do now is put it in park and get out and lock the doors. What's this? Now that was up against. <laughs> I just love that clip. <laughs> just love that clip. That was up against well, uh, an Audi R8 V10 with 600 brake horsepower, uh, and that was a Tesla X in with a uh, ludicrous mode fitted as well. Now I fully understand. No one drives them like that. Uh, I, I think when you do see a Tesla driver, he does seem to pull away from the lights quite quickly, doesn't he? Just to show what he can do. Uh, but it just shows what I, I think that what what that shows is what technology can do, uh, and when you put somebody with the brain of elon musk into uh, into making cars now for years uh friends of mine who work who work in the industry who work uh at uh, jlr and uh, ford as well have always said the build quality of teslas have, has always been terrible and i think possibly in the early days it was but i think now they're, they're getting much better at it and uh i think obviously everybody's stepping up with a tesla uh, with uh, electric cars Ford has got the uh, the new Mustang uh, SUV that's coming out, which is electric. Uh, so it, it's the future for, for electric is is phenomenal. And I think, as Grant said yesterday, is it Jaguar that's got turned virtually all of its uh, production lines to electric? Is that correct? Yeah. No, no, they've only got one production oh. line. No, they're converting the whole lot, Andy. They're converting everything to electric. It's not yet, though. It's still because their export market is still enormous for diesel, mm. right, Rovers, America, petrol, diesel. All that it's a massive export market for the Range Rover and the and the and Land Rovers and Jaguars as well in uh, the, the states, also the Far East and the Middle East is the big export market. So, and Andy, what what what, what are you, let's go over to you now because obviously you're you know you, you support the, the motor industry as, yeah. as as you've told before, you were trained by Ford, um, yeah. in sales when, when you were younger. Uh, your son works in the motor trade as well, so it's yeah. all. You know, it's it's vitally important that the motor trade in this country, um, even though the the the, com the, the companies aren't uh, owned uh, British owned British com companies, but we still do a lot of production here of cars. So, Correct. what what's your take on all this, without getting political? First of all, look, look 
let, let me explain something about low, what my view is about low carbon. Low carbon is important. As I told you, I recycle like everybody else, right? And I'm conscious about, uh, and I'm actually one of the biggest advocates for public transport. As you all know, I used to go everywhere on the train. Um, but um, obviously, since the pandemic, that's obviously slightly changed. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that you don't destroy an industry in pursuit of low carbon, right? The reason being is what a lot of people don't understand is one, electric vehicles actually do produce emissions. I'm looking at online right now. The Toyota Prius produces between 94 and 109 grams per kilometer, right? My diesel X1, or not mine, my wife's diesel X1, produces 115 grams of emissions per kilometer. Now, that's not a lot of difference, is it? And what a lot of people don't understand, and one of the things, fundamental things, when the government announced changing over to electric, is they included the hybrid, which they weren't supposed to include. And this is because politicians, I'm sorry to mention them again today, don't know what they're talking about. For instance, to, to produce electricity, did you know that every power station in the UK and in most power stations in the world, they produce electricity by, guess what, combustion engines, very big ones, um, and also turbines. And that's how you produce electricity. Think about it. If you've got a portable generator, what is that? That's a combustion engine, right? And it makes electricity. You can't just make electricity without combustion happening somewhere right they do have other engines admittedly and they can actually start some engines and, and run them on electric once they've done the initial start of generating electricity as well so there's lots of ways that, so so this thing about the government let's get rid of the combustion engine is because they don't know the applications of the combustion engine for instance there is not an electric boat yet and there are i think at the last count at least a hundred thousand uh, motorized pleasure craft in the uk at any one time maybe more than that i could be there are, one... there are electric boats andy there are, yeah, no, no, there are electric boats i know i work with an engine company that developed an electric boat with craig fletcher you know the guy um there are but they're not widespread it's not like there are no electric heavy goods vehicles because the battery technology is not there yet right tesla uh, tesla's built the, the the they're rolling it out now they've uh, they've had loads of orders for the uh the what do they call it the uh the semi the tesla semi it's not available in the uk and it's not even necessarily ready in the us yet it's obviously they're taking forward orders because of the battery technology yes battery technology is improving i was talking to an engineer yesterday who uh they've got a new technology where they're actually having battery banks rather than the charging points because there aren't enough of them, they're, they're going to have battery banks to charge cars, okay? Um, and those battery banks will be rechargeable batteries. And those batteries are actually being developed by Tesla as battery banks. And Tesla are doing that in the US where they've got big battery farms. I don't know if you've heard about them. Yeah, they're, yeah. Do, they're doing it in Australia. Australia, a massive adapt, uh, adopter. Oh, they're, they're looking for a location in this country as well, aren't they? I think. But yeah. again... We're, we're quite some way off. So let's just move on to where we are today. Yes, I, I, and, I, and my son sells BMWs. I've driven the i3 many times. I went to Birmingham in an i3, came back, and we had range anxiety. I had to switch all the electrics off. So you talk about the technology, but it's no good if you've got no power. It's the same old story. If you've got no power, you've got nothing. If we, if we have a power cut in our homes today, we've got nothing, right? We're not ready because we're so reliant on, on technology now and electricity. 
So the emissions are, 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 are being produced to produce the electricity. Don't li live. There's no such thing as zero carbon. It cannot happen, right? While the human being inhabits a country, you can't have zero carbon. Fact of life. While the cows, you can't have zero carbon. But did you know that the UK only puts out 1% of emissions of the global emissions? That is all we put out, right? The next top 15 countries, not counting the UK, emits over 70% of emissions. So what we've got, we've got a government that has pursued a low carbon vanity project when we were already at 1%. Do you know what China's at on emissions? Any, any, do you know that? No, no. 29%. That's their figure. So people suspect it's a lot more than that. So unless you have a collective in the world about these emissions with all the countries, there's going to be countries who come at an unfair advantage. Now, if we put that into the mix of our economy at the moment, which is going to be heading for the large, the biggest recession in the, in the history of the world, right, and Brexit and low carbon, you're destroying your economy. We are now looking down a barrel at the, at the recession at the moment that's coming up where they're talking three to four million unemployed. Let's hope they're wrong. We don't know. You don't know. I don't know. And the government doesn't know. But the fact is, that's what they're talking about. So we have, we have absolutely, over the last few years, hammered our largest industrial sector, which is automotive. Now, people say, oh, well, we're going to do low carbon. You're missing one point. In Germany, they're doing similar, but they're not going as far. But the difference is Germany is a domestically owned automotive industry. That means the German entrepreneurs or business people own most of the German motor industry. In the UK, due to government policies, we've allowed foreign entities to own all of our automotive industry. Therefore, as I said yesterday, Nissan can decide to relocate their factory to another factory or production to another factory. Or as in the case of Honda is doing, they're closing the factory in Swindon. Right now, what the government should be doing with that factory, as I said yesterday, in Honda, Honda factory, is dedicating that to battery and electric technology. We're spending fourteen billion there. Do you know how much you do to set that up? A billion. You'll have change for a billion easily and running cost for probably five years. It is one of the most modern factories in Europe, actually. The Swindon factory in Honda. Uh, that's the technology. So, so let's get sensible. You don't destroy an economy. Right or the largest industrial sector you've got in the UK, but a single issue. Yes, we're going to have electric. It's going to be there. But the Prius is putting out 109 grams per kilometre. It's here in black and white. And my diesel BMW. Where, where's that stat? Where's that stat from, Andy? Drivingelectric.com. Drivingelectric.com. So, but but what, what are the what are the emissions attributed to? Is that because it's based on taking the electricity from a, a coal a coal based? They, they, they also say that some of it obviously goes into the manufacturing, and they do also. I don't know what the the measures are. Look, it knock yourself out. Do you can do hours on it? But my diesel BMW, which is very clean now, this is a brand new diesel 2020 model with Ad Blue that basically turns all the NOx NOx gases into into clean vapor, right? puts out 115. So, guys, all this thing about the... Yes, there are dirty diesels. I'm all for getting rid of the old diesel. 
at, at no point, Andy, have, have me and Grant mentioned about saving the planet here. <laughs> We've just talked about how it's good electric, electric cars are. Electric, electric cars <laughs> are better. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's to replacements. Oh, good. Um, Grant's right what he's saying. All of, I'm not disagreeing with Grant. The reason I'm not mentioning about Grant, because he's right. The i3 is a super fast car, and the new i3 is 181 mile range. Although BMW openly own up, it's more realistic to get to go for 160. Right. So it's, it's one of the low. It's one of the lower ranges that is uh, the i3 yeah. out of all of the cars. But, it, and, but let's move on to the charging facilities. There are only at the moment currently 1,500 rapid chargers that will charge your car up to 80 percent in less than an hour. Okay, that's the stats at the moment. Right, there's about 9,000 total electric chargers in the UK, and I was right what I said yesterday. M1 northbound, all the way from North Northampton, all the way to Leeds and beyond, hasn't got a charging facility on the northbound side of the M1. Tesla haven't. They have on the southbound at uh, near Nottingham, right? But the fact of the matter is, why not? This is a, and it all comes out to joined up thinking. The government is the madness. I, I was right what I said yesterday. The the grant was five thousand pounds for an electric car. In March this year, they reduced it to three thousand. Yeah, that's what that, I thought. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Also, the reason we haven't got more public charging points, you know, it's fallen upon to provide them. Local councils. Local councils have been in austerity for a decade. We've now got a global pandemic. Where's that going to be on the list? Very low on the list. Public no, charge. Yeah, you, 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 I think you're right what you're saying there, uh, Andy. But it, it, as, as, as I said, that I, I wanted to talk about electric cars. I understand that you've taken the... the you, you seem to feel that we're all, we're all against petrol and diesel <coughs> and electrics on a takeover and we're going to get rid of it. But we don't want that because there's still great petrol and diesel cars around and there will be for, for years to come. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know, yeah. you to have an electric car with all the gid the gadgets and the gizmos on it and it does all this and it does all that and it self-drives well it will eventually self-drive um and the range is getting better i mean what's the i mean what's the range of a, a tesla 3 grant do you know the new tesla 3 yeah you can get one that does over 300 miles range now they say over three, but they say the realistic. If you use, I'm just, I'm just looking at. I'm just looking at one now because I just wanted to find out how much it was actually to, to the lease. So that, so that's a Tesla three, uh, and the long range. And I was really surprised at this. The Tesla three long range is three hundred and seventy eight pounds plus VAT to rent to lease a month. Yeah, you got to put about six grand down for that. Yeah, there is this. Uh, it's six payments that uh, you got to put. Oh no, it's more than that. Isn't it? Where, uh, that? Let, let, let me just finish what, the, the point I want to make about yeah, three and a half thousand. Grant said. Grant said the the key statement in what he said. The Zoe that you've got is great for around the town. The i three is great for around the town. I've even considered getting one for Marion, but it was too expensive to buy. Right, much more expensive. There's no deals on them. Right from BMW on an i three. Right, that I could get on a, the, the diesel X one. Um, Marion's my wife, by the way, for the, anybody who's watching this. Um, but you said it, Grant, as long as you've got another car at the moment. That's what you said. Yeah. Yeah. For most, yeah, for most, for most instances. Yeah. Right. But you, you have got another car that's a hybrid. I'm actually saying the government should not actually be thinking about getting rid of hybrids because they are very environmentally friendly as well. So Darren just asked this question: What is the what is the lifetime of the batteries and the cost of replacement 
and what's the impact to the environment regarding battery waste disposal? Grant, can you answer that one? Yeah, so um, first of all, ba battery technologies move forward massively now and, and all Tesla batteries now are, are a million mile batteries. So they go for a million miles. Million. A million mile batteries, yeah. So that they last forever. And also, um, like for example, the battery that's in my car, which is pretty old technology now, they get recycled for home uh, home battery installations. There's a few countries that will take that bat. So a few companies, sorry, that take will take the battery, and you'll have it as a as a backup charger at home. Um, they've found lots of ways of recycling them now, and it's a lot. There's, the trouble is, and this is there's there's loads of conspiracy news behind the news, guys. There's so much stuff that you'll find on the internet that's absolute rubbish about the uh, emissions. I, I mean that that thing that uh, Andy's just come up with. I, I'm going to dig into that because I don't actually believe that statement about about the Nissan about the Nissan being a hundred. What, what did you say it was, Andy? Something like ninety odd. What one hundred nine? Yeah, I don't believe that. And and, and this is somebody who, who, who I mean, I've, you know, I've, I've done it I've, a number of times. That's just one of them. What they do say about those emissions is that forty percent, forty six percent, is in the manufacturing. So have they taken that into account in the manufacturing of the diesel as well? Because what they're doing is they're giving you the stats on what the diesel puts out without taking into account the manufacturing. But with the electric car, they're taking in the, into account the manufacturing know. as well. Oh, I don't know. They don't. I don't know. And you don't know. We don't know that. Well, I know, but common sense, common sense tells me that if you're taking into account the manufacturing when you're giving the figure on the Nissan, but you're only giving the stat that is the emissions from from the, the diesel engine. Who is? So did you, you, you said your, your emission was 115 on your car, yeah? Yep. Well, yeah. Well, I, but that doesn't take into account the manufacturing. I don't know what it does. I don't know how they calculate it on both. I read so, well, so on oh, yours, when you get the CO2s, it's oh. literally what comes out of the exhaust pipe. But what they've given you there for the Nissan includes the manufacturing. So it's not, it's not, it's not a like-for-like -like comparison. No, Greg, Greg, we don't know that. That's what we don't know. I think. Well, what, what I do know is the CO2s that you that for your car, yeah. we do know this. This is a fact. When they give when you quote 115 gram CO2s for yeah. your car, that's what comes out the exhaust pipe. That is not accounting for the manufacturing process. I don't know what it what it, what it counts. For. Well, I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you that that doesn't account for the manufacturing process. No, <laughs> because it's the standard CO2 emissions that people use to tax cars, and it's what comes out the exhaust pipe. That, that, that's 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 the the way they do it so when yeah. you get your company car tax it's yeah. based on one of the one of the parameters is co2s and it's the co2s that comes out of the exhaust yeah. so that's what you get so when you look at your co2s when you look at a car it's that's what it's for now with a now with a with an electric vehicle it's zero because it hasn't got an exhaust pipe <laughs> the manufacturing that was another time mentioned about manufacturing right this site here driving electric just mentioned emissions CO2, which it doesn't actually mention anything about manufacturing the vehicle. But look, listen, well, there's cars. no CO2 emissions for electric cars. There are none. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about hydro cars? The fact is, electric cars are coming. They're going to happen. Right? I'm not against going electric. What I am against is a government that's saying that all diesel and petrol cars are bad. They're not. The old ones are, the new ones aren't. But let's move on to the heavy good vehicle and buses, which they haven't produced electric one version of them in the UK yet or Europe, right? 
because it's hard to get a 48 ton truck right with enough battery power to pull it it, it is it is uh, physical physically impossible it's also tesla saying he's doing it maybe he is maybe he isn't let's wait and see. no he has no he's done that Andy, he, you, you, he you're, you're, you're a mile off with this, mate. You're an absolute mile off with the technology. He has not got one in production. He showed a test model that had a problem with it, right? On one of the tests, it did. It, 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 sounds, it sounds like you're scared of it. It's like I'm not scared of it. I'm just trying to point out to people that the technology, and I've been in engineering most of my life. I was an apprentice engineer at GKN, and I've been around manufacturing companies. I worked with a guy who was into this, Craig Fletcher. He's a rocket scientist, right? He actually has done rocket science. And he yes, does a he lot. Has. He has. Yes, he has. He, he does a lot on electric, and I've been around him. And it is there, and it's going to happen. And it, he's the one that said, actually, see this phone? Soon, he said, you're going to be in a situation whereby you walk in your house, you put that into a docking station, and your electricity will be coming from outer space. And I believe that. I look well, forward to that there is something that they're developing. It's it's, it's a, you t you walk into the room and put the phone down, and there's, there'll be as a charging point on the ceiling that emits the uh, electricity oh, downwards. Because they actually talked about satellites can generate power out of space. Yeah, yeah, and that was, that was invented in in James Bond in 1970s. He was killing yeah, many people with it. I'm not against it. What I'm trying to say to you is, we've got a government and we've got a green agenda that's saying that 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 electric is the best in the world, right? And diesel and petrol are bad. You're going to put three million people out of work in the UK. It's not. It's not going to be one. It's not going to be one country that's going to do that. This this whole electric, not takeover. It's, it's just right. the UK is the only country that's that's implemented a vanity climate change bill by Theresa May, right? As a, a first, because that was the only thing she ever did while she was prime minister. Let's the not climate, go into the climate change bit because that's a, that's that's a story for another day. Let's not do that one subject is what I'm saying to you guys is this. There is only one thing that matters at the moment is our economy, right? And the pandemic, right? They are unfortunately linked. They're linked together. Yep. But what I'm actually saying is, is it, I'm, I was surprised at how low my emissions on the diesel car were. That's what I'm trying to make the point. So... We we just we just we just want to talk about electric vehicles though, don't we? That's what we want to do. <laughs> With the charging as well. So at the moment, I wouldn't buy, um, right? I wouldn't buy an electric vehicle as my only vehicle. I don't think you should. No, that, that's right. You shouldn't do, and it's because we're not there yet. Distance but, at the moment. And there was a guy. Um, uh, I think a model. I think a model three would 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 be fine for you, mate. Model three. Well, I think, I think no, a, no, a Model 3, a Tesla, a Tesla Model 3 would be fine yeah. for you. I actually don't. I'm agreeing with uh, with Matt about the uh, the Tesla. The build quality still isn't there. Um, the Model 3, the build quality is excellent. Yeah, it's, it's one really, car it's of really the year. Good. Most but, people acknowledge um, car people. Have you not looked at the Model 3? Have you looked at the, that the Model 3? That's, the, best, that's, that's the best car in the world. It's, that's it's, what most people agree now. It's the well, best I'm, car in the world. Around the corner from me, where, where I live, uh, has got one. And it actually looks, doesn't look that good as unless no, it's a, that's a Model S, Andy. That's a Model S. That's not. Yeah, one that's, a three. that's yeah. a three. That one is. That one's a three. No, the one Andy's on about the one the one his oh. neighbour's got is a Model S. Is that a small oh. one? That's the small that's one. That's small one. Yeah, that's a small one. It's forty yeah. forty thousand forty five thousand. Is it brand new? They start at forty k in the UK. You can oh. get them for, I think they're thirty five thousand dollars in uh, vehicles. States. That's right. Yes. Yeah. 
I'm saying there's a lot less moving parts. You know, the cost is enormous because obviously they haven't got the uh, this economies of scale yet on the production. Skoda have just brought one out that's 16 grand, a little yeah. mini electric car, and I think the range on it is 150 miles, something like that. Wow. So, so that, that, that we're literally that far away from the flip happening on price with an, and you know the range issue is going to become less and less of a thing they they're scaling up the production um of uh, of installing um charging units and it's not the government that do it it's a conglomerate of mercedes um porsche bmw they're all got together to put together yeah. a charging infrastructure throughout europe yeah because it's only going one way only going one way you know Grant, there's a question um, my, for you there. Sorry, finish what you were saying. There's a question for you as yeah, well. Yeah, so that the charging infrastructure at the moment, if you're doing lo a lot of miles, it's not ideal. Um, because if, if you haven't got a Tesla, Tesla is by far the best. The infrastructure for Tesla is really good. And if as long as you plan ahead and you know that you've got you, you know, you, you've got to charge if you're going, you know, a substantially long distance, their infrastructure is fantastic. And it might not be one on the motorway, but what what you what you can do, Andy, with a Tesla, you know, is that as long as you plan ahead and you know you know you've got to charge, it works it all out for you. You don't really have to worry about it. Um, well, if if you run out of charge, I mean, it's just because you haven't planned ahead. That's one thing I want to. I just want to pick up on the brand new. Uh, I, I, obviously, I'm one of the sad people who watched the Apple um, tech uh, talk last week, and their new maps uh, for the new iPhones. Well, it's going to be on the new phone as well. Their new map service is 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 electric based. Uh, so if you're driving an electric car, you tell it what car it is. It yeah. can connect to the car by Bluetooth to find out what your range is and then will take you wherever you have to go to make sure you don't run out. Now, I know Andy's saying there's still there's issues with people. Most electric, electric cars traffic. do that anyway, Matt. What, what, yeah, what you this, just this, said, they all, come, they all come with that. I understand that, but they it, it's also in conjunction with taking you around toll roads and charges like uh, congestion charges and that type of thing. This is all built into Apple. So there are companies, I know it's just Apple, but there are companies that are understanding that this is the future. And I, I don't, and I don't want to put out Andy as a, as a dinosaur because he, 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 likes, he likes the diesel and the, and the petrol cars, but I like them as well. But I just think you've got to be a slightly broader mind. Now, when, if you drove up in this, in that, that is the brand new Ford, Ford, Andy, Ford Mustang. Yeah. That. Now that is an outstanding car, and that that's not been that they're not making this SUV in a petrol or diesel. Ford have decided they're just making that, and it goes on sale next month in this yeah. country and in America, and it's just electric. Yeah. That's all it is. They're they're, they're, they're not going to make a diesel or a petrol version of it. So even Ford, who uh, you know the, the the king of car manufacturers as such, uh, they 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 know where it's going. But it's a beautiful looking car. It's a great car. It may not suit everybody's needs, but it's a great car. So how much does it cost then, Grant, to charge electric car? How much is, do, you, do you know roughly? Uh, it, so the way I do it is I plug it, I plug in the car when we've finished using it at the end of the night, and it's got a timer so that we get cheap rate electricity from 1 o'clock in the morning till 6 o'clock in the morning, I think it is. Um, so the car charges automatically overnight during that period. Uh, it costs about a quid usually, but the, the thing is, you don't you don't always use all the range. So um, it's quite often it's a few pence, 
you know, the car's sat on the drive most of the time at the moment. Let's face it, it's not costing me anything. Oh, no, sure. <laughs> but, you know, but Abby drives to, to town and back. So she drives, she probably does about 40 miles round trip when she when she goes to, to work. Um, and, um, you know, and so she'll plug it in at night um, and, and it, it will charge up overnight. It, you never end up putting the full whack of charge in it because, it, you know, very rarely it runs out. If you go to um, a charging place, place on the motorway, so Ecotricity is the main one in the in the UK. Um, there's loads of Ecotricity. There's usually that usually when you go to a petrol station, they've got a few chargers. I use it for my car as well. It costs a few pence. It usually costs if I'm filling up Abbey's, it might cost about two pound fifty, something like that. Um, you know, and that'll put sort of forty miles in it, something like that, forty miles range, which is usually all you need if you're, yeah. if you're using it on a motorway. But the amount of times that I've charged Abby's car outside the house, I could count literally on one hand. You just don't need to, because whenever it leaves the house, it's got a full charge. And if I'm going to do longer than a hundred miles, and I have done, I've gone to Cardiff and back in it. I met a yeah, guy actually when I was in Cardiff who'd come all the way over from Ireland in exactly the same car as mine. With his, you know, let's face it. If you if you drive like you're driving Miss Daisy, you can probably squeeze eighty to ninety miles range out of it out of that old technology. Now you could, if you did the same with um, you know, they've done loads of tests with the Model Threes, with things like um, the new version of my car will do two hundred and forty miles if if you if you drive it sensibly on one charge. When you put that into your real life, real world, you know, life. How often do you, you know, do you actually make journeys that long? And if mm. you do need a longer journey, you just make sure you're planning, you're charging, stop your plan ahead. It's really not a big deal. And that is the thing that most people get put off about. Now, as we roll it out, supply and demand will prevail. We know we're going to need more chargers as more electric cars come on the road. But we don't need as many as you think because the 95 Plus, no, more than that. 99% of the time you're driving an electric car, you're driving it on juice that you've charged up from, from your own house. So this whole thing about needing this massive charging infrastructure is actually, it's it's it's, it's ridiculous, really, because you, you, you only, you know, anybody that does many, many more miles are, are going to use either a hybrid or a petrol for the time being. And that's what they're going to do. But most people don't need that. Most people don't need it. And so the charging infrastructure is nowhere near the bigger deal that people think it is. Well, well actually, man, when they talk about charging infrastructure, that including what people need at home. And the estimate is that there's going to be 25 million eventually home-based charging. So, you know, Elon Musk has thought this, you know, it, 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 we talk about him a lot, but he is the legend when it comes to this. He's got the whole thing sorted from producing the electricity from solar panels that are on your roof through to keeping the energy in a battery that's in your uh, in your house. And then your car on your drive actually becomes an energy source too. And the new Model 3s that now come out, you sit them on the drive with a battery, you plug them into your house, and during the day, your house will use your car as the electricity that it needs. And uh, and then it can, it can actually uh, use the, the roof of your house when you use the solar panels to, to charge and then the um, the excess energy that's needed can be taken from things like solar solar fields and um, uh, wind power wind turbine power and obviously we've got other things like wave power we have all the technology that we need in the world to to get to have a sustainable 
and uh, eco-friendly system that not only that, but that's not the point. It's actually massively more efficient and better. And yeah. although, you know, we are we're not there yet, the direction that we're going in is by far the better one just from a convenience point of view. You know, we can literally operate off the grid, self-contained, um, or, or, or at least the majority of the uh, fuel that we have. And I think if anybody's interested in any of this, and, and it, the whole thing fascinates me, I love it. Um, I, 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 am, I feel very well informed, mainly because uh, Robert Llewellyn, um, who's, uh, he runs a, a, a YouTube channel called Fully Charged. He, po he po broadcasts regularly. Um, and he, he, he will give you uh, all the information you need about uh, about about electricity, about about um, all the different technologies that are coming through, it's fascinating stuff. And the debate that I wanted to have today is not necessarily about how it affects the economy. You know, that's a different debate uh, about you know whether we should be investing our, in our industry. All of, all of that's a separate debate. The thing that I wanted to get across today is we're going in one direction. That direction is electric. It is better by far and there is so much misinformation out there that is provided by what is backed by oil companies because the whole world runs on oil the whole economy of the world runs on oil and the direction that we're going in completely destroys that economy and and that is why we are we have to we have to make the transition slowly it's not because the technology isn't there because it is and it's not because it's not a better way of doing things. It's e economics. That's the thing that's slowing us to get in there. No, that's very true. So uh, that's nearly it today, gentlemen. Uh, that's a, a good debate. We like that one. Uh, Darren said he wish he hadn't watched because <laughs> he's now looking at Teslas and they're expensive show for me. He said they are awesome. They, they are, are awesome. a fantastic car. And that's the truck, if anybody, that's the... And, uh, and that nice. goes into production this year, by the way. Yeah, end of this year, isn't it? It's, yeah. That's and right, that is, and that's, Andy. That is a that you will be I'll seeing those, new, Andy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put my neck on the line. You gotta be kidding me! It's never going to be out this year. Okay. The joke is, though, obviously, it can't carry <laughs> because all the all the all the batches are in the back. And that that machine is phenomenal. That semi, that that Tesla semi, is absolutely phenomenal machine. And and when they they've got the whole system where they they go in convoy which means that you can they, – they the, the reason they've had so many orders for them is because the amount of money that delivery companies are going to be saving using those things is ridiculous on yeah, fuel. They're, they're, all, they're all so the much more powerful. Um, they've got decent range, and they're, and they're much, much, much faster. And that's, that's the solar roof guys. Well. Tesla, Elon Musk has been known for some of his, his massive failures. Right, yeah, he's, uh, sort of the, he's all sort of on the case on this, Andy. You can't knock him on here now. I, I think that's going to be available across the market this year in a, in a month of Sundays. You've got to be kidding me with a global pandemic. What's happening in America? You've got to be kidding. Doesn't stop him sending rockets up during the pandemic either, does it? Nothing stopped him. Anyway, that is it. Thank you, very much. <laughs> Thank you very much, gentlemen. It was brilliant. It's just like the drummer monkey on a Monday night. Uh, that was great. Uh, just, just a little bit of information, uh, not for anybody else in the rest of the planet who watches this, but the drummer monkey are delaying their opening till the seventh, seventeenth of July. Oh, really? Crikey. Why you ask? 
because they've just decided to refurb the toilets. Oh. Just now. Not three <laughs> months ago. Just yeah. now. Insane. Anyway, uh, that's it. <laughs> we will be back. <laughs> I might not be able to go back in there. Um, I will uh, see you all tomorrow at midday. Hope you enjoy yourself. Grant and Andy, thank you very much. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. bye.